You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners of Real Presence Radio. Thank you for joining us live this morning. Uh, Kelly Schneider and myself, Amanda Ellerkamp, are coming to you live from southwest North Dakota in downtown Dickinson. We are broadcasting this morning from DePore's House of Barbering in Lounge on this early August morning. Um, Kelly, I don't know where July went. I'm really not... I know. The whole summer, right? Just it always does. It just whizzes by. It does. It's been a beautiful one, though. Lots of beautiful graces. Lots of uh, all. Even I mean, we were on last at the end of June. Yeah. Uh, The radio shows have been great this summer. Yeah. Sometimes you think of summer. It's like oh, it's a lazy time. It's time, but but they've been challenging, relaxing, fruitful. Yeah, all the things. So many things. So uh, we've been really blessed this morning to have a, a really wide variety of, of topics and guests. And so um, we're heading into our, our last segment, our last half hour here of Real Presence Radio Live this morning. And for uh, this segment, we are going to be joined uh, live on the phone by Father Peregrine Fletcher, who is the author and illustrator of a book that's coming out next week, I believe. Uh, My name is Philomena, A Saint's Story. So, Father Fletcher, thank you for joining us this morning. It's my joy to be here and an honor. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kelly and I are super excited. Um, We were... Um, checking out your your book on the Tan Books website last night. Um, beautiful, totally. beautiful uh, a book. Um, so before we really dive into the book, I'd love, uh, Father, if you could share with our listeners and with us uh, a little bit about yourself. Could you introduce our, yourself to us, please? Sure, yes. Well, my name is uh, Father Peregrine Fletcher, and um, that uh, name, uh, Peregrine, was given to me by uh, my father, Abbot, at uh, St. Michael's Abbey of the Norbertine Fathers. Mm. And I entered uh, St. Michael's 10 years ago uh, in 2013, uh, August 28th. And uh, I began discerning uh, religious life and um, trying to discover if monastic life there at St. Michael's Abbey in Southern California was. Uh, was the place God was calling me to, and after after a number of years, I made my uh, first profession of vows, and then eventually made my solemn profession of vows, was ordained a deacon, and then ordained a priest uh, back in 2020, and I've been serving as a priest at the Abbey uh, since then, which has been uh, the greatest blessing of my life. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, in a nutshell, uh, a little bit about me. Yeah, beautiful. So you are a um, you're a priest, but you're also part of a religious order, uh, and you're based out in California. And so maybe for our listeners, um, Father, that you could just share a little bit about you know in our neck of the woods, so to speak, we're familiar with a few other religious orders. We have a strong Benedictine influence uh, here, particularly in in Western North Dakota. But I don't think a lot of our listeners would be familiar with the Norbertines. So could you maybe just give us a couple. Uh, quick points about the order that you are a part of. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's a really good question. I often take for granted because I'm uh, surrounded by Norbertines every day. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, so I, take, I take for granted that they're, they're, uh, it's not as familiar. And, right. and really, it wasn't familiar to me, too. I was born and raised in the Midwest in mm. uh, St. Louis, Missouri, my oh. beloved ho- hometown. Mm-hmm. And um, I began looking around when I was discerning religious orders, uh, someone recommended to me the Norbertines in Southern California, St. Michael's Abbey. And I thought, who are they? And <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. It's way too far away. <laughs> but I, de- I, yeah, I decided to be uh, obedient to my spiritual director and make a, um, a, a, a commensy visit out there. And I discovered myself a lot about the Norbertines, and um, they're, they're not well known in the country. There are a couple of houses that we have here, several houses of Norbertines in the in the United States, but mostly in Europe and in uh, where we were founded. We were found, founded in uh, northern France, Germany region. And um, in any case, a Norbertine is uh, primarily a canon regular, meaning it's a, a priest who uh, comes together with uh, the, uh, his, his fellow members of his community and praises God uh, in the divine office. Uh, uh, we, we, we gather together seven times a day and, and worship the Lord in the, in, in, the, in the liturgy of the hours of the divine office. And so really, we live um, a mixed life, a vita mixta, we call it, of contemplation and active uh, work. So we're not a, a, a strictly contemplative community, nor are we a strictly active community. We live both, and I really loved that that balance that I found when I came to St. Michael's. Um, we also do have, in the course of our history, uh, we have not just priests, we also have lay, lay brothers as well. Um, and so we are, uh, that's a little bit about uh, the Norbertines, uh, we, we have, uh, outside of our uh, praise of God and worship of Him. We have many apostolates. We run a couple of parishes in Southern California. We uh, we uh, help staff a high school with uh, teachers, especially of religion, but a number of subjects too. And we're chaplains for hospitals. Gosh, we're doing all kinds of we're we're doing all kinds of uh, of, of good work that the Lord has invited us to there uh, there, and specifically in the diocese of Orange. So. Father, with how much you've just laid out that your order is doing, it certainly must be growing. You must be a growing order. Would you say that that is true? I would definitely say that is true. The Lord has blessed us with so many vocations. Right now, just for our Abbey, there are um, probably a hundred of us now. Um, who are who, who entered St. Michael's and are associated now with our are either uh, priests or in training to be priests uh, for our Abbey only, which is an amazing number for one house or one monastery in the States to have. God has, has been very generous, and it's a challenge. Every year we have many young men who want to come and join us. Last year alone we had 11 uh, young men uh, take habit, and this year, in fact, just this, at the end of this month, we'll have seven more uh, wow. postulants enter as well. So we have so many, God is so good. Uh, and so we're just trying to be as generous as we can with him, uh, with the vocations that he's given to us. One question that popped into my mind that I have to ask, what is it, What if you could put your finger on something as to why your order is growing the way it is, what mm-hmm. would you say? God's goodness is a given. You can't take that one. Okay, goodness okay. is a given. <laughs> what, what would you put your finger on? 
Well, gosh, if I could, if you'd allow me to maybe put my finger on several factors here, sure. I will point out what I what I think is really helpful. Number number one, I think oh, it's the um, sense of uh, the liturgy when um, we have these young men coming to us. They they like the reverent liturgy. We have um, a lot of Latin in our liturgy, and we are uh, striving to be as reverent as we can, and that really speaks volumes. So I think a reverent liturgy. I also think devotion uh, to both the Eucharist, strong Eucharistic devotion is central to our order, and also devotion to Mary. I think that when we have young people, and also the faithful who, who flock to us every day, you know, I think they see the strong um, the, the strong bent towards the Eucharist, this strong sense of Marian devotion. I think it's all very attractive. And then finally, I really think the community itself, the sense of this uh, brotherhood, um, is very attractive to um, young young men who want to live a- a- and have the support of brothers in the faith around them and real friends. And I think people sense authentic friendship between yeah. our confers. And I think that just says it all. And that's really uh, uh, that's really appealing to the heart. Um, of 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 people today, a place to live the Eucharistic Marian faith, but also with uh, the sense of we get to do this together as brothers who are actually friends. Certainly, Father, that is, that is really beautiful. Kelly and I both work with young people, adolescents, mm-hmm. in a high school, and I think that desire for authentic relationship is so uh, apparent. One hundred percent. So I can I can really resonate with that of of how they would be drawn to that. So, well, we could just you know talk all day about uh, your community. <laughs> we might have to have you on for another time to do that. But I, I do want to talk about the book that you have yes. coming out next week. Um, and so you wrote and illustrated uh, this book about Saint Philomena. So I am curious, Father of. What drew you to her? What inspired you to uh, write and illustrate this book uh, entitled My Name is Philomena? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, it's a really good question. Uh, And it's one that actually, you know, we started talking about my community. And in a way, I can't uh, separate this book from St. Michael's Abbey and the Norbertines, although St. Philomena was not a Norbertine saint. We do have Norbertine saints. St. Philomena was was not one. But I will say that when I came to St. Michael's Abbey back in 2013, I discovered this very lively devotion to her among the, uh, the, the brethren in my community. And I had never heard of her, but we had a relic of hers, and we had uh, a sta- beautiful statue of hers in our novitiate building where, where all the young uh, vocations you know, come and live uh, in, in their initial years. And I noticed you know, people stopping by this little shrine all throughout the day, you know, and then before, uh, you know, retiring for the evening, I noticed uh, consistently converts making a pilgrimage, kneeling before her. There's a candle there. It was a very, I was very struck that my brethren were so devoted to her. And so I started asking about her and, uh, and then I started learning a little bit more about her. And in a way, we all, we all believe that really St. Philomena chose our community and uh, is looking over us and uh, watching over us and hearing our prayers. So I, I kind of dove in to this beautiful devotion that I saw my brethren ha- it's had. It's an unusual uh, connection, not an obvious one, but at the same time, the saints really do, we believe, they choose us. So we might not be able to explain it so well, but that's how I got to know her. 
Oh, I, I love that. Uh, just a beautiful connection um, in how you you discovered her. Um, and so um, after the break here, which is coming up quickly, um, I want for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about this saint and uh, the book that you wrote. Um, so for listeners at over break here, if you want to check it out, it's on Tan Books, tanbooks.com. Uh, and the book is My Name is Philomena, A Saint's Story. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, with Father Fletcher to talk more about this book. Uh, listeners, don't go away. Uh, we'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Sermon on the Mount and Encounter. People sense very strongly, shall we say, the double implication of the Sermon on the Mount that this is, on the one hand, the message of a new inwardness, a maturity, and kindness, bringing freedom from superficiality and external things, yet at the same time making a more serious claim on us. And this claim is so great that man, were he left on his own, would be crushed by it. When it is said, I no longer merely say to you, you may not commit adultery, but that you may not look on a woman with lust. When it is said, not only may you not kill, but you may not even be angry at the other person. And when it is said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth is no longer enough. On the contrary, if anyone strikes you on the cheek, you must offer him the other cheek. Then we are confronted by a demand so great that it amazes us, but that also seems to ask too much of men, which would at least be asking too much of them if it were not in the first place lived out in Jesus Christ, and if the whole thing were not the result of a personal encounter with God. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us, listeners. This is Amanda Ellerkamp with my lovely co-host, Kelly Schneider. We're coming to you live from downtown Dickinson in southwest North Dakota, broadcasting today from DePore's House of Barbering and Lounge. And we are continuing our segment uh, this hour with Father Peregrine Fletcher, who is a Norbertine priest coming to us from out in California. And uh, Father, you recently wrote and illustrated a book about St. Philomena. So uh, I was curious, I was thinking about this here. Is this your first book or do you have other publications? This is uh, my first book uh, and I have never been uh, published uh, before. 
Um, so I'm really excited, uh, and I was a bit nervous with, with, with the, the publication of this one, wondering how it will be received, but I'm so mm-hmm. confident that uh, people mm-hmm. will love St. Philomena, and she'll do so much of the, the, the work of, of getting her story out there. Well, it just looks very lovely, very, such a beautiful mm-hmm. um, book, and so maybe you could just share with our listeners a little bit about um, about the book, about her story, and, and what they will they will find and learn from this book. Sure. Well, it's yes, it's my pleasure to to, to do that. I, there's a couple of different uh, ways, I guess, I could speak about it. You know, I've been, I've always liked to draw. I've always liked since I was a, a, a young a child. I, I loved to color, and um, I took art courses and. Um, and really, when I came to the Abbey, when I entered St. Michael's Abbey 10 years ago, I thought perhaps maybe when I entered this monastery, I might have to give up, you know, my hobbies like art. And my superiors told me that no no way is that you have to do that. Of course, we can still, and you should still foster the, uh, the, the gifts or the skills that God has given you. Now, I'm, I'm definitely, I still consider myself an amateur, you know, mm-hmm. but I thought to myself when I learned about St. Philomena at the Abbey and I learned about her story and her relics and uh, I saw the devotion of my brothers, I thought maybe one thing I can do is combine my devotion to St. Philomena and also my desire to continue on drawing and doing art um, and even writing, maybe I can combine all of these things together and tell her story uh, and then see see what happens. You know, it was 10 years ago I started this book, and I had no concept that it would be published. I, I didn't know if anyone would want it, but I, I knew that at least I could share her story in this way with whoever would, who would ever want to, to, to hear, so. 10 years this has been in process, Father. That's Yes. That's really something that you just... Uh, obviously, you didn't feel in any way. Th- this was maybe. Am I right in thinking that you took you took this on as like a almost a prayerful labor of Lord? I'm just going to see where this goes, and I'm going to take my time with this. Is that is that how yes. this kind of started for you? You you nailed it. Absolutely yes. Um, I think that um, I started out this project wanting to do something. Uh, for St. Philomena, also to thank her for watching over my community and hearing my prayers and answering prayers. Um, But I also, over the years, as I discovered, I could not initiate quickly because of my formation. You know, first and foremost, I had to attend to my, uh, my duties, at the Abbey, my work assignments that I was given, the manual labor I was given, um, the studies in uh, the theology that I had to take on. I had to get a master's degree before I could be ordained, and you know, all of, and all the training for the priesthood. So I just started realizing, okay, this is um, not going to get done very quickly. But what? But the beautiful thing was. I saw that it, she was accompanying me, this wonderful saint was accompanying me throughout all my formation. And what I was attempting to do for her, I really felt like in the end was really something she did for me. And in my difficult times, in my uh, moments of darkness, I, I had these, her story literally uh, illustrated in front of me, which I had illustrated, and I realized, I think this is... You know, she's reaching out to me, too, and letting me know to still stay united to God and to trust Him like she did. So it was a, it was a prayerful project 
that accompanied me throughout my whole formation and really the culmination. Uh, I finished the the book more or less finished the book uh, in its in its in the bulk in, when I was assigned to my year in Rome. You know, that's where she was martyred. So I felt that this was a really beautiful kind of climax of this of the project there and union with her in prayer in this uh, holy city uh, of Rome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Father, I, I'm curious about, because I don't know much about St. Philomena, like I've heard of her, and just in kind of reading maybe like the tagline of the book, it says, you know, bear witness to how this young daughter of light defeated the forces mm-hmm. of darkness and inherited the extraordinary title, Powerful with God. So right. what are some of the themes of um, this book? What are some of the key points of, of her life that our, our listeners can learn about from this book? Yes. Well, the the points about her life, I think the, the main themes that are central to her story begin with her uh, commitment to Christ. And she was um, uh, she was originally named by her parents. That we we know this, uh, this some of the details from her story from private revelations, which uh, the church approved of uh, in in 1833. And we also discovered her the, the her relics and her tomb in in 1802 and on May 24th so we ha- where we actually saw her name engraved and her the skeleton of this young 13 or uh, year old girl and also also a file of her blood as well and so uh, we have her bones we have a little bit about her story and the main things that I wanted to draw from her from her life were that she was committed to Christ and uh, it was a commitment that she made and the world did not appreciate that commitment and tried to draw her away from her love of Jesus. And she would not budge. She was so courageous. And I think that's one of the things that makes her the right saint for today, that there are so many voices drawing us away from our commitment to Jesus. And, uh, and this little 13-year-old girl shows us that any of us, any of us, can stay totally united to him in, in, in his Holy Catholic Church, like she did, um, even when people don't appreciate our commitment. And another theme I think that runs through the book is that we that, that the the world, when they realize how committed we are, will uh, cause us suffering and will try to make us suffer. But it's it's all okay if we just keep moving forward to heaven with the confidence and the joy that Jesus is with us. And I think that sense that Jesus is with us is a, is a major theme. Hopefully you'll see it uh, through the pages of this book. You'll see the, the Lord united to St. Philomena continually. Well, I just can't. I mean, myself, other way to <laughs> to read this, to get my hands in the book and read it and well, learn more you. about um, St. Philomena. And so, because I think as you were sharing there, like, she can really be an inspiration. Not only uh, the book is written in, in a format for a children's book, um, but mm-hmm. be an inspiration to all of us. Yes. And in, in how we yeah. can um, live out uh, our faith. Right, I think that's true, and yes, and and Tan has produced a number of other books about St. Philomena, too, so if a person isn't interested in the children's book, you can look up many other good books about St. Philomena through Tan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very beautiful. So, uh, listeners, once again, uh, we are talking uh, about the book. Uh, my name is Philomena, a saint story which was written and illustrated by Father Peregrine Fletcher, who is a Norbertine priest uh, at St. Michael's Abbey out in California. And so you can find more about this at tanbooks.com. The book is set to be released on Tuesday. August 8th, which is very, very uh, exciting. And on the website, there's a lovely um, video preview uh, of the book, uh, which I really enjoyed. And so I encourage our listeners to go check that out. So, Father, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We really appreciate it. It was a joy to be with you, and thank you so much for this uh, invitation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Listeners, at this time, we're going to go back to Aaron in the studio for a preview uh, of upcoming programming on Real Presence Radio. On the next Real Presence Live, Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Blake Ritterman and Paul Braun coming to you live from Fargo, North Dakota. They will be covering the Putt for a Purpose Bishop's Golf Classic supporting the Fargo Diocese. Bishop Folda will be speaking with them about the importance of the event and how Catholics can help support their local diocese. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Aaron. Well, Kelly. Yeah. I'd like to keep Father on and talk with him a little bit longer yeah Aaron, can really... you just keep him connected amanda and i once we say now <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah i i would just encourage our listeners oh. to uh to check out the website about yeah, that book, that book um, yeah. mm-hmm. and really too what's what struck me as he was sharing about you know his religious order is just i'm always reminded when i hear various orders of like the, the beauty of our faith and the different ways um, that it's manifested in oh. the world of like going from like here we're sitting at a, at a barbershop and lounge that's named after a saint mm-hmm. um, through to how radio is done behind the scenes, a mission trip, and now an author about a saint who's part of a religious order. So um, just all those ways, listeners, um, I hope you were inspired this morning as Kelly and I were so we really um we really just hope that you were uh lifted up as we were this morning and and that you'll be able to take that into your day and the charitable work too of our diocese um our, our church is vibrant and alive and don't let anybody tell you any differently absolutely have a great day everybody this has been real presence live on the real presence radio network Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.